What's going on, you guys? I'm Ronnie. And this is Amanda. And this is Ground Zero. Welcome to Ground Zero. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. So, did everybody have a good fourth? Good weekend? We didn't do anything. We uh, basically just reclused ourselves in our house. We stayed home and watched the final episode of Stranger Things Season 4. Yep. And without any spoilers, um, I'm looking forward to Season 5, but... Um, it's a it's a long ways away, and uh, two years. Yeah, so it's kind of like kind of sucks that we have to wait that long, but it was a good season. I enjoyed it. I wish that they made like a season with thirty episodes. Yeah. Because I don't know, I can't get enough. So we're um, starting a new series on here. Yep. So, it's going to be some stories that I write uh, to share with you guys. So, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I guess without further ado, let's get into tonight's story. The Occurrence at Pineview Forest Part 1 You could hear the wipers shriek against the windshield as the rain dissipated from the glass. The storm began to weaken. I looked to the stereo on my old 1989 Jeep Cherokee. It was showing 1036 that night. I was driving down a two-lane highway not too far from the Pineview Forest State Park in East Tennessee. The storm had caused a bad pileup on the interstate, so I took an exit to continue on without being stuck for hours in traffic till the wreck cleared. It was late September. And as you could imagine, driving through the Smoky Mountains on a two-lane winding highway at night with stormy weather took all the attention that I had. My eyes were locked onto the road ahead of me. I was driving to Ocean Isle, North Carolina to meet up with some friends for a few days. They had a nice little beach house rented for the week and offered up a couch for me to crash on. It wasn't often that an opportunity like this would come up, so I took it. I mean, Matt, my supervisor, could honestly do without me for a few days. The way I saw it was one less person stalking the back end of a grocery store wasn't really going to hurt anything. I mean, after all, the truck wasn't coming in till after I got back anyway. So win-win. I mean, in all honesty, I needed a few days at the beach. Hell, being a 24-year-old guy, I was looking for any reason to have fun and live life. I could hear the rumbling growl of thunder rolling in the distance as my foot accelerated forward. The storm was behind me now, and all that was left was the breaking of rain and slight gusts of wind around me. The highway was dark, with no lights other than the headlights to guide my way. The mountains held a mist that grew and spread throughout the dense, vast forest, making it hard to see around every curve and turn ahead. I had a late start. Matt made me work a full shift and I didn't clock out till 5.30. Luckily my bags had already been packed and awaited me in the truck. I was coming from Ridgetop, 
a small city just north of Nashville. So I had been on the road for a while, and after a long day of work, I was tired. Alert, but tired. The fog had drifted through the mountains and became too thick for me to be comfortable enough to drive. I couldn't see far enough ahead of me to risk missing a turn and veer off down the side of the mountain. Just ahead I saw what looked to be a gravel pull-off. I was the only one on the road that night, so I figured it would be safe. Worst case scenario, a mountain trooper would just come and tell me that I couldn't park there. So for me, it was worth the risk. I got to the pull-off area and parked the Jeep. I cranked the windows open just enough to let in a nice breeze. I could hear the rolling thunder crackling in the background and the wind singing through the ever-vast forest. With over 500,000 acres and peaks upwards of 6,000 feet, it would be easy to get turned around and lost in. There's been so many stories in these mounds of people getting lost and never returning out. There had been other stories of a creature like Bigfoot, who some have reported witnessing, but like every other story, there was no proof, no photos, videos, or evidence to back up the existence of such a thing. Look, let's be clear. I'm somewhat of a skeptic, and I'm not saying that a creature like that doesn't exist, but let's be for real, where's the proof? If it did exist, wouldn't we have gotten enough evidence by now? Look, honestly, let me just get off my little rant, if that's what we should call it. I needed a couple hours of sleep, and hopefully without any interruptions. I had maybe five and a half hours to go, but I just couldn't do it. I was too tired and the fog became too thick. I looked to the cracked screen on my iPhone to text my friend Darren to let him know I'd be up there sometime before noon the next day. Unfortunately, being surrounded by the Smoky Mountains on a two-lane highway with nothing in sight for miles, I had no service. The last words I had texted him were, I'll let you know if Matt lets me take off. I figured I'd text him I was on my way but got distracted with driving and trying to hurry that I forgot. It was fine. It didn't really matter because I'd be up and back on the road in no time. I was ready to sit down in the sand while the tide rolled in and out, drifting back and forth against my feet without a care in the world. Just being young and alive was all that mattered. I reached down beside me and pulled the lever to lean my seat back. I took off my tan and red checkered flannel shirt to wad up into a pillow. It wasn't much, but enough to rest my head against. My eyes drifted into the back of my skull, and in a near instant I fell asleep. For what felt like a solid night's sleep, I was expecting to wake up to daylight, but it wasn't. I looked at my phone. It was 2.43 in the morning, and with my windows cracked, the inside of my car was getting cold. It felt like it was in the mid-forties. I took my flannel and put it back on. It was getting frigid and since I had woken back up, I figured it was time to get back on the road. I turned the key over and started the ignition, putting my hands against the vents to feel the warm air blowing out. My sleepy eyes squinted as I yawned myself awake. I shook my head and rubbed my eyes back open as I was ready to embark towards my destination. I shifted into drive and began my journey forward, when suddenly I felt the truck hobble 
on the passenger side as if I had a flat tire. But how could that be? I seen enough of the gravel pull off as I approached it. Then I would have noticed something that could have punctured the tire. I quickly threw it in park and hopped out to investigate. I turned on my phone flashlight and headed over to the passenger side. Sure enough, the tire was flat, but not only flat, it was shredded. It looked as if it had been riding on a flat for a while, but that's not possible. I doubled back to the edge of the pull-off, staring at the ground, looking for anything that could have shredded the tire, but there was nothing in sight. I walked back to give the tire one more look over as my mind boggled over it. And that's when I noticed it. My flashlight caught a shimmery glimpse on my truck as I pulled it up from facing the ground. I panned the flashlight across the passenger side and the whole entire body was scratched beyond belief. It looked like a bear had mangled it, the whole side, and in the process destroyed my tire. I've seen videos where people would catch a bear climbing in or on their car, but this was like it was attacking it. As my mind went into wonderland, I thought to myself, how the fuck did I sleep through this? A question I still can't answer. But if a crazy aggressive bear was out there and nearby, I didn't want to be caught in between it and my car, so I quickly went back inside. I sat there for a few moments hoping somehow my phone would get enough service to dial out a tow truck. I unfortunately did not have a spare tire. Looking back, that would have been a smart investment. Searching. Searching. That's all my phone did. No service, no tire, nowhere to go. I only had a few hours till morning and surely someone would pass by that I could flag down. I was inside the car, I was safe. I'm sure that was just a random event and the bear got bored and moved on, I thought, trying to convince myself that everything was fine. Besides, it'd be a great story to tell my friends when I get to Ocean Isle. I could see their faces as I tell them a bear attacked my car while I slept through it. On the bright side, I had heat warming up the inside of the car and a few more hours of sleep that I could get while I waited till the morning. I wadded my flannel back up and made the attempt to drift back off into Siesta Town. There I was in a deep slumber with the imagery of myself in a dark, damp forest. It was unsettling and it gave my heart the urge to start pounding away as the adrenaline released itself into my bloodstream. I could feel the vibrations of the thunder crashing, roaring, a deep animalistic growl. The sudden wind gust rocked me off my balance, waking me up from my comatose-like sleep. That's when I noticed it wasn't just the dream, but the thunder was the sound of whatever animal on the back passenger side growling, and the gust of wind was it shaking the car. The bear was back, shaking and growling like it had a bowl full of rabies for breakfast. I was nervous, unsettled, and the tension rose as the adrenaline coursed its way through my veins. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't go out there and get mauled to death. So I started shouting, go away bear, get out of here. It continued on for a few minutes, 
then left back into the woods. It was so dark, I couldn't get a good look at it. But from the way that it was shaking my truck, and the deep growl it had, it was massive. Bigger than any black bear that should be in the area. This was easily the size of a grizzly. But grizzlies don't live in this region, not in East Tennessee. Could this be a random rogue grizzly somehow? That would be crazy, wouldn't it? I just needed the sun to start rising and for the night to be over. I could not wait for a car to pass me by so that I could flag them down. I looked back at my phone. It was 3.45 in the morning. Time was running in slow motion, and for every tick that would talk, it felt like a minute in between. I sat there, eyes now wide open and fully alert. I grabbed my thermos of coffee from the floorboard to help keep me awake. It wasn't much of a thermos, just an old stainless one that I found at a yard sale a couple years back. The coffee had been in there for a while, since before I got off the interstate and onto the highway, but thankfully it was still warm. I took a sip and just gathered my thoughts one at a time. Just a few hours till daybreak and it'll all be fine. I had to keep reminding myself as I consumed the coffee down to keep myself awake. When of course, if you didn't guess it, I suddenly had to piss. I threw on my flannel. Damn it, man, I said as my bladder was about to spill over. I peered out into the dark abyss of the endless silhouetted forest. The overcast left the night an eerie shade of blackness I've never seen before. It was silent and the forest stood still, no wind or animal movement in the distance, just utter, intimidated silence. I cracked the door ever so slightly and listened once more. I quietly stepped out into the loud, crunching gravel. Son of a bitch. I mumbled in fear as my vans hit the gravel. Scared I was too loud in attracting the unknown predator, I took a quiet breath and slowly walked to the edge of the truck, facing towards the woods away from the roadside. I quickly unzipped and started peeing with my eyes swiveling back and forth. In that moment, I was terrified. It felt like I hadn't peed in days. It was so quiet around me that my stream was insanely loud. I just knew if I didn't hurry back, that beast or bear or whatever would hear me and return again. I zipped back up and heard the sound of a twig snap like something had stepped on it. My mind froze in fear as I stared into the woods. I couldn't move. Whatever this thing was, was hunting me. I heard another crack and it suddenly broke my stance enough to bolt back to the truck. I was no longer worried about tiptoeing in silence. I ran and stomped my feet across the gravel the whole way back and slammed the door behind me, locking myself inside. My heart was pounding nearly out of my chest. I began climbing towards the back trunk space where I kept my 308 bolt-action rifle with iron sights. I inherited it from my grandpa. I had it in there from the weekend before 
when I was target practicing. I quickly grabbed it and brought it to the driver's seat with me. I opened the glove box and pulled out the box of rounds and began loading it up. I needed to protect myself at all cost. I was ready, terrified, but ready. Suddenly, I feel this massive hit to the side of the car, causing it to rock. It was the monster. It bolted into the car. It stood up on two legs like a human, standing well above the top of my Jeep. I had a three inch lift with 35 inch tires and it still stood at least two feet above it. It swung its arm against the passenger side window and busted the glass, shattering it to the ground. Its hands reached in and grabbed against the door of the now open window. It was no bear paw. It was almost human yet ape-like. It had dark gray-like skin tones on its bare hands with two-inch black nail-like claws. I was in shock of what I was seeing. The smell was unlike anything I've smelt. It was almost a decay, musty odor. Its long hairy arm reached in towards me with dark brown matted hair. It was all I could do to not pass out from the amount of hyperventilating I was doing. I froze until it reached in and I saw its ugly face. It was a goddamn Bigfoot if I ever saw one. I reached as far back against the driver's side door and aimed my rifle towards the hideous beast. I pulled back the bolt and squeezed the trigger. The shot rung out so loud that I could hear my eardrums wobble as the kick from the blast came back, slamming into my shoulder. I quickly opened the door behind me and fell out onto the loose, jagged gravel, quickly rolling over and standing to an upright position. The monstrous beast let out a horrific, bone-chilling scream that froze me to my core. I had no other options other than to run. I took off across the road and hopped over the guardrail, sliding down the 20-foot embankment. I quickly entered the woods in hopes to escape and make it out alive. I could hear the monster behind me snarling and screaming. It screamed out with a deep ape-like growl mixed with a high-pitched shrill. Maybe I wounded the beast enough to keep it away. Everything happened so quickly I wasn't sure if I had hit it in the heart or just a chest or shoulder shot. My mind was racing just as fast as my heart. Either way I was hoping my 308 was enough to drop it. I ran as fast as I could without looking back tripping over fallen branches and uneven leaf-littered ground. I could hear the beast as it started running towards me. Just the sound of its feet hitting the forest floor, one step after the next, was terrifying. It was so dark, with no clear view in sight, I suddenly fumbled down a ravine. My body ragdoll all the way down to the bottom, hitting logs and rocks and tree stumps and branches. I was pretty beat up when I hit the very bottom. I couldn't tell if my ankle had been badly sprained or if I had broken it. I could hardly put any weight on it, but I knew I had to continue on. Luckily, I couldn't hear the monster. I think my descent off the ravine must have lost him. I could hear what sounded like a running creek nearby. I remember hearing stories of dogs losing scent of missing people if they cross water. Maybe this would help me. I thought as I began sloshing my way through the cold, shallow creek. 
My eyes were getting droopy after the adrenaline used up its last bit of fuel. My body and mind were so tired and my ankle was in an excruciated state that was too much to continue forward. I needed a rest. I stopped off near a hillside. From what I felt, it had an old cedar tree that toppled over creating a natural shelter of its own. I climbed in between the branches and huddled my way inside. It wasn't much, but it was better than nothing. I gripped a hold of my rifle as it rested against my chest. I was going to make it out of there, I told myself, trying to relax and unwind. I propped my foot up and wedged it in between a couple of branches. Maybe the swelling would go down and I can continue on when it's daybreak. I began to doze off, and when I finally awoke, I woke to the sound of birds chirping and squirrels climbing through the trees. The environment felt different. It felt safe. I slowly pulled myself out from underneath the old cedar tree and stood up. My foot was still in a lot of pain, but I had to press on. The sky above began to lighten and daybreak was moments away. I wasn't exactly sure how, but I had to get to my truck or at least get back to the road to signal for help. But I didn't want to go back down the path I came from. I decided I was going to hike a couple miles down and swoop back over to the road. I slowly and carefully began to walk, trying to not injure my ankle anymore. And I heard it. That same fucking scream. That terrifying, bone-chilling, shrieking howl. The forest suddenly went silent. Dead silent. I began to hobble quicker and quicker as fast as I could. I knew it was after me. I turned around and leaned up against a tree and took aim. I couldn't see anything, but I thought if I let off a couple rounds, maybe it would get scared and maybe it would back off and retreat. I cocked the bolt back, releasing the used shell, then forward, pushing a new cartridge into the barrel. Fire. The bullet was sent off in search of the monster. I cocked back once more, this time to ensure that if it was coming towards me, it may want to turn and run away. I threw the bolt forward and fired once again. I waited there for a brief moment to listen to see if it were still progressing towards me, but nothing. It was dead silent. There were no footsteps or screams or noises or any kind of sound. The forest was asleep. Finally, the sun had begun to rise, and even though I was unsettled, something about the light helped bring a sliver of peace to my mind. I turned around to continue my way out of there, and that's when I heard the loudest, fastest footsteps I have ever heard. There was no way I was going to make it out of there against the monster's pace. I turned around and there it was, like the eyewitness stories, except slightly different. This beast was at least eight feet tall, covered in long but thin stringy-like hair that was shades of dark browns and blacks. Its body structure was massive, like 300 pounds of solid muscle. The hands were long, with long, dirty, nail-like claws. 
His face was that of nightmares. No facial hair. A small nose, almost non-visible from a distance, but his eyes were large almond-shaped and were solid black. This thing was nothing like I'd ever seen before. Its feet stomped down with so much force as each foot contacted the ground. They were large. With a rough guess, I would say at least 24 to 28 inches long and maybe a width of about 12 inches or more. I couldn't do anything else other than to post up and hope to get a headshot. I crouched against the tree and aimed again. I slowly took a breath in and exhaled as I squeezed the trigger. But it moved too quickly and I couldn't get a headshot. I tried to load in another round, but by the time I was able to, the beast was on top of me. It grabbed me by my throat and slung me into the creek. I lost grip of my rifle and had no sight of it. This was it. The beast had me. I tried getting up from the loose creek bed, and as I stood up, the monster pulled me against itself. We were now eye to eye. I stared into those dark, ominous, almond eyes as it snarled and growled at me. I knew it was going to kill me, and that's when I saw the bullet wound from back at the truck. I managed to push my fingers inside the wound to try and get this thing to release me. I dug as deep as I could until the beast couldn't handle any more. It screamed out as I dug even further, then suddenly it dropped me, then took off out of sight. I just knew if I didn't make it to the road soon, I wasn't going to leave the woods. I looked around nearby and finally saw my rifle. I picked it up and gave it a quick overall scan. I only had one round remaining. Fuck. I needed to get out of there fast. Even though that Bigfoot monster was injured, it was still out there and it was still breathing and that was terrifying me. I continued hopping my way further down the forest and kept my ears on alert. I walked for what seemed to be a mile or so and began turning towards the direction of the road. As I slowly hiked in that direction I began to notice trickles of blood splattered on small limbs and leaves and that's when it dawned on me. It's following me, hunting me from a distance. I was its prey and it was somewhere out there waiting to make its next move. I turned around and ran. I didn't care about my ankle or even thought about it. The fuel running through my veins kept me from feeling anything. Though it was finally morning and daylight was among me, I was running blind with no sense of direction, just aimlessly running. I now knew what it was like to be hunted, the predator honing in on its prey. I could feel it nearby like it was playing games with me. I ran until I couldn't breathe. I had to stop and rest. I crouched down below the tree line against the foliage. I looked beneath the trees to see if I could spot it approaching, but nothing. When suddenly, I turned my head and there it was, right next to mine. It opened its snarling, foaming mouth, revealing its thick, sharp fangs. I quickly tried to pull my rifle into sight but the beast was too close, so I had to use it as a shield. 
I struggled with all my might to brace myself against the monster with my rifle. But it was no use. The beast snapped the stock clean off, pressing it down against me. The monster then bit down into my right shoulder, and I could feel the long, thick fangs pierce through my skin and sink down into the depths of my muscles. I screamed out in absolute agony. The only thing I could do was smack the beast repeatedly in the head. I ran my hands against the ground trying to search for a weapon. When I came across a sharp piece of stone, I quickly grabbed it and went for its eyes. I was only able to get one when it finally let go and backed away trying to shake the blood from its face, giving me enough time to run for my escape. I took off running as fast as I possibly could, knowing damn well this fucking Sasquatch was right on my ass. I could hear the sound of fast moving water just ahead, and my ankle could barely brace another step when I finally made it to the edge of the cliff with what looked to be rapids just below. I jumped without any hesitation, not sure of what was beneath the raging water 30 feet down. What had felt like a forever freefall, I finally pierced through the water's surface. The rapids were so intense, but I was able to glance back at the cliff's face above, and there it stood staring down towards me, then disappeared back into the dense forest. My biggest concern now was getting through these rapids and finding my way out of this goddamn forest, making it out alive. Alright guys, that is the part one of the Occurrence at Pineview Forest series. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you'd like to follow us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we very much appreciate all your support. Uh, make sure to share it with your friends, your family, your pets. Um, thank you guys so much again for all your support. Good night.